0: Well, it's been a little while since I've recorded a podcast episode. Um, How long has it been? Could have looked at the date. It's been well over a month. Maybe a couple, maybe even, I don't know, a few. And there's been quite a bit that has gone on. Since the last time I recorded an episode. Um, Don't even remember what the last episode, what I all talked about. I saw that I titled it Good Morning, so I think it, if I recollect it, it had something to do with a good morning that I had. (laughs) Um, Again, I don't, I don't know, it's been a while and uh yeah i i just felt uh tonight i I just kind of been feeling like I should do an episode for a while, but specifically tonight um i went for a jog while I was listening to um, some Hillsong United, which is like a Christian worship band. Uh, it's either that I'm listening to or some real hardcore rap. <laughs> There's no in between. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I feel like whenever I'm listening to listening to the worship music and I'm in prayer, i I feel like I usually hear things from God, I don't know, and I felt like he told me that tonight before I go to bed that I'm supposed to do a podcast episode. I've been dealing with a lot, a lot of fear lately, man, and, uh, it comes from a number of things, but um, the continuation of my chronic health issues, um, my, I don't know, man, like, I've been to the doctors so a lot of times, I've, been, I've had a lot of tests, I've been to the emergency a lot of times. i been to the emergency once since I think my last podcast episode. Um, and I'll maybe get more into that. I kind of had a relapse with the drinking, like, uh, I guess it's like almost two months ago now. But like a three day or that wasn't very good and uh, and my heart is just not been feeling good yet I can still jog which I don't understand but like as soon as I start jogging my heart's just fluttering like crazy and it does not not feel good at all and, I mean, it hasn't felt good for a long, long time, so. I mean, I know that eventually this comes to an end. They um, know that eventually either the doctors find something and... Or they don't. Those are the two possibilities. The medical system finds something or... They don't. Sometimes they miss things, um, and with COVID going on, though, I wouldn't even really say COVID would have anything to do with it, but who knows, I, I, because I know they're not doing certain tests and stuff like that because, because, uh, COVID's going on, which doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to me, but I mean, I've had every test in the book more than once, and, uh. Keep getting told I'm good and it's like I know I'm not but uh it's it's a really terrible place to be when my faith isn't a hundred percent on point. And I I don't know, I think maybe that's that's the problem is If I didn't think that it was a possibility that I might pass into eternity sometime shortly, like, I'm not saying that's for sure the case, um, but it just, that's how it feels living in my body and, uh, I've, I have would say I've had some pretty close calls with uh, death and the continuation of what's going on in my body makes it very evident that uh, it's, it's, it's at least um, a possibility that my soul will leave this plane um, maybe soon. Kind of an underlying factor why I call this the tragedy of time. (laughs) Is I've felt like that for a long time. Yet I'm still here, which is a good thing. I don't want to leave. Um, And see, I think... When a person feels good and like physically reasonably good you know like it doesn't feel like they're dying (laughs) um you can get away with slacking in some other ways like you you can kind of get away with slacking spiritually because you you feel good you feel good physically you're not you're not that worried about death and what comes next and why should you be? you know it's, it's kind of a weird like biological trick and, and, and in a sense, it's it's um, I would say a good thing because constantly constantly dwelling on the realness of our mortality, I don't necessarily think is a healthy thing. When you're sick, it's, I mean, I can only speak for myself with, with what I've had. It's something that uh, you can't not think about. And, you know, I've had people in my life that mean a lot to me, family members and stuff, tell me, you know, you just have to not think about it. Don't don't think about just if you could just not feel that weirdness in your heart if you could just not think about the fact that you're getting you' you're you think you're getting more sick like if you just could just ignore it and just pretend like you you should be fine the doctors say you're fine so just believe that and live your life to the best of your ability um, and I get it it's like, that's uh, that's what a person, I guess without any spiritual beliefs, may do. Um, I don't know, but when you know that. There's something going on and it's getting worse. It's like, it's like, that's like lying to myself and lying to everybody around me saying that like my body is good. So the trick is to be in a place spiritually where it's okay to know that it's okay if this body does fail and at one point it will not just for me but for every single human being that's ever lived that's the one one truth that we all have to face one day is going to be death at least this body is going to die and if you if you don't believe in anything that's well I mean I don't know for different people that might that might bring up different kinds of emotions for some fear for some I, I I would assume for quite a few people that don't have faith in anything beyond this it would bring up fear but it but it can bring up fear for people that do have faith i've I've had faith my whole life i've Always believed that there was a God. I've always believed that there's an afterlife, but growing up in the church, um, a tool that has been used throughout Christianity, and I think way more often than than not, um, it's been used negatively is the, is hell. The idea um, that if you don't accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, not only are you not going to spend eternity in peace, but you're going to end up in a place of extreme suffering where you're consistently burning there's no water there's no there's no light there's no it's just constant ways where you're tormented and to degrees that you couldn't even imagine on earth for eternity that like it like that seems a little extreme um the scary part is when you hear people that have apparently seen such a place in near-death experiences, which I have delved into to some degree deeply. Um, it's, it's not a very common near-death experience, but it is a near-death experience that I, sh- I guess I shouldn't say it's not very common. It's not very common from the near-death experiences that I've, um, heard about, but it is one that seems to happen. And often, very often the people that happens to, um, it seems to be your addicts, um, who have overdosed. Now, did they see such a terrible place? Because that is what that terrible place is. And that is where they were heading. If they would have fully overdosed, it's not impossible. That could be. That could be it. Um, I. I would never. I'm not saying. Like personally, I'm not saying that everyone that's ever overdosed that's where they are. I just. I don't believe that. Um, but. The Bible does, which I do believe in the Bible, I believe things have been misinterpreted at times and things have been almost weaponized. Like, like hell, for example, has been almost, I believe, to a form weaponized as a tool of fear to manipulate people and terrify them into giving their life to God, but it's... I mean, I think that we need to know that in this life, there are consequences for our actions and, and that without God, we are really hopeless. And, um, and yeah, there, there could be some, they're very, there very, there might be, I mean, I believe that there is some form um, of eternal suffering out there. I don't. I don't fully understand if human souls go there or like after they die, if there's potentially like a second chance for people, if, um, if that place is reserved only for the darkest of darkest of people. I I don't know. Um, I really, I don't know, but I've, When you when you hear a recovering alcoholic and addict. um, Usually you've got a rap sheet of terrible things you've done that. You're not very proud of. Especially growing up in the church and always believing in God and good and evil and being a willing participant of evil. And especially under the influence of alcohol and drugs, just bringing bringing you to a place of doing things that you would never imagine yourself doing sober in a million years. It's not to say that those things couldn't be done sober or, or on some level, on some surface level, maybe a few of those things you have done sober, but the darkest... The the ones that disturb you the most usually are under the influence of drugs and alcohol. At least that's my personal experience. And uh, you don't forget about those things. And it's really hard to believe that God does. But, I mean, from my understanding... Jesus took literally everything on the cross with him. Every sin that could ever be imagined that has happened and that will happen was taken on that cross. Um I don't maybe I should have my Bible out. I should maybe be backing what I'm saying out with, with scriptures, but I I mean, I... know Where is it? I swear, was that the foot of my... No, oh, there it is. Oh. Because it all sounds like what I'm saying is speculation, and it should come... From the Bible, from a Christian perspective anyways, but I mean it does, like because I know at least the New Testament um, decently well, but I don't know it well enough to quote scriptures, which is something I guess I should learn. But yeah you know, when it comes to the afterlife, it's like it's a it's a scary concept that you leave this place and then you're gone, and there's no turning back after that It's a scary concept depending on what you believe and For myself, the reason it's such a scary concept is because, I, again, I know good, I know what's right, what's wrong, and I chose evil um, over good plenty of times. Plenty of times when I had had very deep spiritual revelations of how good God is, I still decided to choose evil because I thought I could have my cake and eat it too but that uh, that doesn't last you have to pick eventually I chose wrong but I'm still here I mean I still have the ability of choice it's just I now face consequences of not having a body that functions the way it's supposed to at the very least I don't know how what's going on exactly Um, my theory is that my heart is not doing what it's supposed to be doing. Drugs stressed it out, and it's very, very slight how it's been thrown out of whack, but over the years of it being in a weird altered state, even the littlest bit, has caused things to continue to get worse is my uh, I guess my hypothesis on what is going on but again well what does that mean what does that mean when it comes to like like why I, I find dur- during this pandemic that So many people are so afraid because they're so afraid of death. But it's like, why are people so afraid of death? It's because what they believe. They either believe in nothing and that death is the end, which I don't really believe that that many humans believe that this is the end when we die. Like, I mean, I know that there are atheists out there. There are people that think you just... It's just, you don't even know that you're dead, you just cease to exist, and of course I've pondered that idea, but, uh, most people believe in something, and even the ones that say they don't, it's it's funny how most, almost every atheist I've ever talked to, when they've had a loved one pass, they'll say something along of see you on the other side, or, I've heard them say things like I could feel, so like so and so's was close to me, you know, and they claim to be atheist. I, I don't know. M- maybe in their minds, atheist means not they're they're not a Christian. That seems to be what most people, a lot of people, mean by that. They don't they don't subscribe to an idea of God. I don't know, or a specific. Belief set about God. It's just like there's maybe something more. I find most humans believe that there's something more. I mean. I feel like there's too much evidence out there. To not believe that there's something more. Just study near death experiences. And. You'll find very similar themes. Um, A A person. Dies, their soul leaves their body they see their body and often things going on around them that they shouldn't be able to see because I mean in these cases they always come back so they explain some of these things um, what's usually what's called a life review you've heard maybe sometimes someone's life flashing before their eyes um, I've also heard it told a little more profound than uh, their life flashing before their eyes where they were shown their life and how their decisions affected other people. I've even heard stories that the pain that people inflicted onto other people, they felt themselves. um, Really interesting. Kind of makes sense that that would be something that a person maybe has to go through before going and moving on to the other side is fully comprehending the impact that your life had both negatively and positively Um, often they're greeted by an ancestor or somebody that they loved and they knew that passed away greets them and begins to take them to the other side they say they feel peace beyond anything that they have ever experienced they they could they feel like they could spend an eternity there they don't want to go back to their bodies they, they get told it's not their time and they go back to their bodies majority of the near-death experiences explosions of colors they've never seen before is another another common theme I've heard the majority of near-death experience experiences go something like that globally. People from all different cultures, all different beliefs, it seems to be similar to that. I've heard heaven as well. I've also heard that some people claim that they saw hell, but I mean, almost every human that ends up in that peaceful place describes it as heaven. And is that because... It's heaven, or that's the word we have for it. I mean, it's that it probably is heaven, whatever that means. Um, it's it's the idea that a soul could go somewhere negative, and that that really terrifies me. I mean, and, and I guess the reason. That it terrifies me so much is like it feels like at times that it's too late that I've done too much that I've done and and it's not even what I've done so much is how I'm living now and I'm not living in the same negativity I'm not living in the same darkness as I once was I still have, I have faith I try to help other people Um But I just know that there's a lot more that I could be doing. And the knowing that there's a lot more that I could be doing makes me feel like I'm not doing enough, but it's supposed to be by grace that we are saved. But then there's the quote that faith without works is dead. You know... So it's like, I mean, it's a it's a heavy concept, and it's a scary one. But there's there's times in my life that, I when I have faith in God and when I'm truly doing what I believe I'm supposed to be doing, and I feel. God's spirit, I know it's God because I know how fearful I often am, and I'm filled with a peace that is beyond any comprehension of what I, of just a peace that's beyond anything I can really understand, but I know that everything is okay. And there's been times when my body has been in these states of just extreme pain and extreme suffering. And yet my spirit is in this place of peace. And when I'm feeling that, I don't fear death. I, It almost to a degree excites me knowing that I'm feeling that good in a messed up body. And that one day... I'm not even going to have to deal with the messed up body stuff anymore. It's just going to be all the good stuff and then some, you know. I don't want to go through that anytime soon. That being said, I want to live as long as I can and do as much on this earth as I can with the time that I have. But it gives me hope that whatever comes next is far better than this. But, like, I've only found that myself through my faith in Jesus and through helping other people. Um, Helping other people in different ways, but helping other people nonetheless. Um, There's the scripture, it's better to give than receive. And I think that's a, it's a spiritual, there's like a sp- spiritual reason, I guess, behind that. Like almost a spiritual exchange in a sense. When you give something of yourself, you, whether it's physical or mental or emotional or spiritual, it's like you're blessed. Well, uh, sometimes in any of those ways, but I find when you're blessed spiritually there's nothing better than that. When you're blessed with the peace that God gives the insurity that your soul is in a good place. There's nothing quite like that. And when and when a person doesn't feel like their soul's in a good place, it's 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 scary. I, I don't think just because you don't feel like your soul's in a good place, it doesn't mean your soul's not in a good place, but I do think it means that there's some things that you need to, you need to work on to get it to where it should be, there might be some sacrifices you need to make, some things that you have to cut out your out, out of your life that are Keeping you from good that are keeping you from true love that are keeping you from God like And I think as you begin to cut those things out like and Spend more time pursuing God the more of God you're going to find it's like anything else in this world for the things that you truly desire the things that truly are going to to pay off in the end there's always sacrifices that have to be made for example if you wanted to be a world champion athlete often I use the fighter analogy you wanted to be a UFC which is the biggest mixed martial arts organization in the world if you've never heard of it you want to be a UFC champion You're going to have to spend hours and hours learning and dedicated to training every day. You're going to have to sleep properly. You're going to have to eat proper nutrition. You're going to have to put years and years and years of work in battling through injuries, fighting, fighting people who aren't the champ until as you slowly build momentum and slowly become the better version of yourself and continue to push yourself day in and day out and day in and day out. And I mean, it's a different timing for every champion that's ever held the belt, but eventually you, you can get there, but it takes a lot of sacrifice. A lot of them talk about having to sacrifice time with their family members, you know, like they, how much they miss their family. And even when they're, even when they're, in these training camps when they're around their family they're not really there because their mind is on that fight their mind is on different strategies of how they're going to win that fight and and thinking about things that they were doing in training and just they they're in a different mindset when they're in training camp which is like um, usually I think around an eight week um, eight week camp for a fight or give or take depending on the fighter usually not less than eight weeks if they have all the time they they want to have from my understanding but well, it's like it's the same thing with spirituality and, and it's the same thing with being close to God, like there's certain sacrifices that need to be made and you make those sacrifices and there will be results and I can't always say exactly what those results are going to look like, whether they're going to be, I mean, and and this is in Christianity, I think it's often we're looking for the physical, we're looking for, okay, this good job that, that you've been praying for or looking for or, or this relationship that's going to work out or um, this friendship that's going to work out or you're going to come into money or you know it, often I think we're we've been taught that God is going to bless us with these physical things our health is going to get better and um, Whatever it is, you know, but that is not the case. I mean, it can be. I'm, I'm not limiting God. God can do anything and can do any of those things. But I think the main component of what you're getting when... You're drawing closer to God, and you're sacrificing things of this life to become closer to Him. is is inside of your souls, inside of your spirit. Um, it's it's the blessing of knowing God, and. I'm not where I want to be there right now. Uh, maybe I'm not as far off as I as I have been at certain times. I'm definitely not as far off as I have been at certain times in my life, but I'm certainly not as close as I want to be either, as I have been. And uh, I know that means taking making some sacrifice. You know. Um, and that's at the end of the day this is it's it's your life it's like what do you want out of this life i mean within some reason whatever you set your mind to you can accomplish but what is accomplishing anything if it's there's there's a Bible verse along the lines of, what is gaining the whole world if you lose your soul? If you're constantly living in fear, and you're constantly living in, or anger, or bitterness, or resentment, or depression, anxiety. Um, you know, you're constantly in a state of just chaos and misery, and... And you're, or you, or you're just simply not fulfilled. Maybe you're just numb. Maybe you just don't. Maybe you get little bits of happiness, but you're never truly happy. It, it's just a fleeting thing. Like what? What is this life if you're constantly, if your soul's in constant despair? Like I, I mean, no matter what, the, the the things we go through in this life are going to cause. Bits of despair, sometimes tremendously so. But if your spirit is, if your spirit is filled with the love and peace of God, like, you're, I'm not going to say your circumstance doesn't matter, but it can almost override the pain and suffering of your circumstances that should break you and keep you in a place where you know that regardless, everything is going to be okay. And doesn't anyone want to be there? Doesn't everyone? I think everyone. I think if everyone believed that that's a place that you could be, that no matter what's going on in your life, you could be so filled with peace, love, and joy from the Creator of the universe. that they would want to be there, right? I would imagine. But most people don't believe that. Or a lot of people don't believe that. I shouldn't say most, but... I mean, even a lot of Christians seem to struggle to believe that, including myself. It's like, I've done too much. I've hurt too many people, I've done, I've, I've let my mind fall into too much darkness and get too twisted up, you know, there's no, there's no hope for me to have that peace once again, there's no hope for me to have that relationship with God that I once had, but that's a lie, that's not, that's not my, even my experiences, there's times when I, even now, even now i'm not sacrificing things the way i should i'm not spending time with god the way i should even even in these times there are moments where i feel his his presence and his spirit and and it's so good but i just i i don't know i i used to just hold on to it and follow it and thrive off of it but now I just seem like I I have it for a little bit and then I kind of let it fade and I just go back to living my life the way I'm living my life and and I fall back into misery I don't I don't know if it's just laziness I don't know if it's lack of belief that I can stay in that state I don't know if it's a way to try to punish myself for the things that I've done but I I know that I I don't really have a choice at this I mean I uh, of course I have a choice that's we're all given free will but when your body's in such a state of chaos and you know your life is potentially on the line and your in your spirit is in Your spirit, your soul, whatever you want to call it, is in agony. Because you know you're not living your life the way that you're supposed to be living it. It's like too much to bear. And and I mean, I think that's part of the reason, if not all of the reason, that I relapsed um, a couple months ago. Is because, like, yes, my life is better. I'm not going through the same degree of pain. But I don't have that peace and that certainty in my life that I've at certain periods had. And I wanted a quick quick fix to a spiritual problem. And I I tried to use alcohol to fix that. And it did not go well, to put it. Plainly, a few days later, I was in a detox center in Calgary. Wondering if my life was going to end through my alcohol withdrawals. Sitting in the waiting room of a detox center with a bunch of other sick people who could be on the line of of heaven and hell i don't know you know like i i remember when i was going through those going through my my detox just the way that my spirit felt so disgusted and i realized how hopeless i was at that moment that if my life were to end in that moment which my heart was having episodes due to the strain that the alcohol put on my body. There's no turning back, but I'm here, and thank God for that. Truly, I just what that my my greatest fear is really. I mean, I have a lot of fears, but the worst way of losing my life, I would imagine if I were to be able to look down upon myself like a lot of these near death experiences seem to happen if if I knew that I lost my addiction or or if I committed suicide, which I never will purposely do or any circumstances. Um, those are the only two. Those are the those are the two scariest ways in my mind for from a spiritual level of how to to leave this earth. I don't I don't want to pick either of those, and uh, they're very real forms. Of death that happened to plenty of people all around the world, and it's absolutely tragic. So, like at this point, it's just like, and I gotta dive into my faith like i'm I'm going I'm taking a class right now. i don't I don't want to be taking it to be honest. Even though it doesn't take up that much of my time. It's just like. I feel like I only have so much energy to do. Not as much as I would like to do a day. And. I would rather just spend it. All on God. But I'm not spending it all on God anyway. So how does that work? I don't know. I could just be. A little bit bitter about. The fact that my class is online and I didn't pay for it to be online and I don't, I don't learn as well online. I just don't, but we're back in class tomorrow, which is nice. I don't know. I feel like this this got really weird and really deep and I don't know if it's a good episode or not. <laughs> I feel like I didn't talk about any of the things that I was planning on talking about. All I know is that when you're in close relation with God, there's nothing to fear. And I know that because that's what I've experienced when I'm in close relation to God, but that's not how I feel in this very moment i today I, I had some feelings of peace and some faith and but i'm I'm not where I want to be. And that's okay as long as I'm pushing towards growth. It's so strange because the things that I have to sacrifice to draw closer to God don't even make me happy whatsoever. It's just easy. But I guess that's the whole thing about sacrifice. It's choosing what's right and more difficult but more rewarding rather than what's wrong. Not necessarily completely morally. I mean, I guess it depends on on the thing. But what's wrong or what's easy... It seems at the time it can seem at the time like that's it's the easy way, quote unquote. But in it, usually there usually are no real shortcuts in life. Like they're, they're really. It's it's the whole concept that. Nothing worth it is easy. And that very well may be true in this life. That nothing that you truly desire in your heart is easy. And I don't think the most important things are meant to be easy. I think it's to show our character and how badly do we want something. It's easy to say the words, but actions speak louder than words. How much action are you willing to put in to get what you say you wanna get? I don't know. I don't think there's anything better. I know from my experience, I've tried every pleasure in this world. There's nothing better than a true relationship with God. And I believe that is through Jesus. And through the Holy Spirit and through the Father. I don't have all the answers to how everything works. I just believe that if you authentically search for God and good and righteousness and love and peace and joy and change and trying to help other people, those are the things you seek out. Number one, God, um, if you truly accept Jesus as who the Bible presents him as and are open to the idea of his love and his spirit that you're going to find it. And again, I've never experienced anything in this world even close to as good as that. And that's what I think the beautiful thing about God is, is he knows what we're all searching for. He knows what you need better than you think you know what you need. And I have to try to have that faith going through all of this pain and suffering. I I don't really necessarily believe that I was meant to go through this. I believe it was a choice. When I was 21, I chose drugs when I knew what was good. And there's consequences. But now that I'm here, He knows what's best for me. And... And he knows how to make the best out of this situation. And I've got to trust that he has that in mind for me. I don't know. If anything. It was a good venting session. Felt like again really deep and. Almost that I maybe rambled on about the same thing for a long time. I don't really know. I go into these podcast episodes not knowing at all what I'm going to be talking about. But I do want to get better at long form talking and this at least allows for that. Because if one day I do decide to preach or... Continue, or if I want a really good podcast I'm going to need to keep practicing and it's really not hard for me to talk which is ironic because I can be silent around a lot of people but that's because I change around people Depending on the circumstances anyways. There's still a lot of things that I feel like I've got to work through. And that's why I feel I'm really not ready to not be here anymore. But it's like God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. The courage to change the things I can. And the wisdom to know the difference. That serenity prayer. That's a good one. I'm going to go to sleep. I got school in the morning. Apparently, in class, even though no idea where in class it's going to be. Thank you all for listening to the tragedy of time. You, I love you. God loves you. Thank you for allowing me to get whatever was on my chest off my chest, and hopefully, that creates spiritual growth. Um, yeah, good night.